This is On Tap with Bill Clark. What is On Tap? I've had some of the best conversations over a pint of ale, a glass of Pilsner, or a bottle of brew. Conversations over a beer will include sports, family, work, hobbies, and the weather. But we won't stop there. We'll dive into what inspires us and what drives us as humans. I will invite some of my friends, coworkers, mentors, and community leaders to share some of their wisdom, advice, and of course, some of their favorite beverages. We pray our conversation blesses you and helps you find joy in this journey of life. Cheers. Welcome to On Tap with your host, Bill Clark. Welcome to On Tap. This is Bill Clark. This evening, I have um, he became a friend. Um, was a, a co co pastor, not with me directly at my church, but in the town I served in down in Norwalk. It's Nate. Is it Lidkey? Is that correct? Lidkey. 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 Like a lid on a key. Yeah. Lidkey. Uh-huh. All right. See, we're that close of friends. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I got your last name first try. Clark. Nailed it. Thanks. I don't, I don't know how many times I actually said your last name, you know, that's fair. That's yeah. Fair. So, uh-huh. and it's, is it I before E? E I, and there's a, like, there's three, there's three consonants in a row in your last name. Yeah. It's a strong German name. Yeah. Uh, boy. <laughs> so, uh, before you have you introduce yourselves, I, 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 um, I think the first time I met you was, uh, summer of 2016. Uh, I've been filling in down at the church in Norwalk, and mm-hmm. um, one of the members there said, hey, I know one of the pa- other pastors in town. Uh, you you want to meet him? I said, sure. So we exchanged phone numbers, I think, and we yeah. met for breakfast at the uh, fine, the finest uh, Maid Right in the state of Iowa in Norwalk. I think breakfast at the Maid Right in Norwalk is one of the finest places to get breakfast. I really do. I think yeah. it's fantastic. So It's yeah. not cheap, though. That's the other thing. And I don't know who paid, but um, it's not. I mean, if you're taking two people out for lunch, you better better bring a twenty dollar bill, you know, <laughs> or breakfast. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, but it's I, good. I do believe you paid. So did I? I, okay. I was a, I was the new guy in town, so I do believe you. Oh paid. yeah, one of those things. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're welcome. So yeah, and then after I took the call down to Norwalk, got to know you guys because uh, uh, Norwalk for sure. does, a, does a great thing. All the churches work together for a common purpose to serve some of the underprivileged in Norwalk and the area and right. the Norwalk Area Ministerial Association. So we both served on that. The NAMA, yeah. NAMA, yeah. That's in mm-hmm. my notes. <laughs> so Nate is the pastor at New Life in Norwalk, Iowa. And I think in your bio on the website it says you've been there since 2010. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's right. So what else would you like that, to share about yourself, Nate? <laughs> well, I was, I was doing this. We, we have a new bishop in our synod. Um, and I was doing this like introduction thing that you do, you know, with those people. And I said, so I think I've been, this is my 12th Christmas and 11th New Year's or my, my 11th Christmas and my 12th New Year's. And I looked around the room and I was like, I used to think that I was just brand new into this call and somehow that all went away. Like I've been here a while now. Um, 
and I love it. It's great. Um, we, we love, we love Norwalk. I am a transplant from the state of Wisconsin, um, and you might catch that in my, in my, in, in the way that I pronounce my O's. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Um, I grew up, grew up in Wisconsin. Um, son of a preacher. Um, my uh, uh, my dad is a Lutheran pastor. Um, I met my wife in, in college at Warburg College. Um, and my first call was to a church in Wisconsin. And I was about two hours from my family and about six hours from her family. And my second call, now we're about two hours from her family and about six hours from my family. So we kind of got that flipped around and maybe that's the right way it should be, you know, uh, closer to closer to her family. Um, and yeah, Bill, uh, I have so appreciated your collegial attitude towards, uh, towards ministry. It was a real joy to have you in, um, uh, have you in Norwalk as, uh, as long as you were, as long as you were here, it was fun to be a part of NAMA with you. And you even preached at, can we say that? Um, we can, you, you, you shared a message at a community Thanksgiving service. Um, that was a part of the ministerial association. Yeah. Um, and that was great. Yeah. Fantastic. And so I, I, uh, I'm happy to be a part of your, well, on tap podcast here tonight. Yeah. Thanks for inviting me. Cool. Well, I also know that we ran into each other, um, in the South side of Des Moines at old West because we both shared a, a love for, uh, their delicious yeah, food. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now old West, I, I think that's one of the top restaurants, top Mexican restaurant in town. Um, do you have a, do you have a one that's better than Old West? Do you think? Well, do you have a there's favorite? One, there's one that's close to me. It's Monterey over in Clive by the old Toys yeah. R Us. Yeah. Okay. But uh-huh. very very comparable. Um, yeah. To I I would go to Old West if it was closer, but I know mm-hmm. you know there's I know practically every waiter in Monterey by name, so. <laughs> right. Yeah. The thing the thing I always got a kick out of at Old West was it seemed like they knew what you wanted before you ordered it because they were so they were just so fast, right? Um and it was almost like, you know, you ordered it and it came out like two, three minutes later. You're like, whoa, that can't that can't possibly be my be my food. There's a new uh Mexican restaurant in the town, El Maya, um, Bill. Um we should go there sometime. Yeah. Um we we like uh we like El Maya. We we do take out at El Maya uh probably once a month. Um uh, our family does. Um in these covid times. So, yeah. Awesome. Love it. Awesome. So, uh the first thing after our introduction we do is uh kind of introduce what you're uh, you're drinking there and I can see it looks a little dark. So, it is. What, it's, what you- it's mighty dark. I got to tell you I was trying to show off for the podcast, you know, because it, 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 I mean, it's about beer, and so I wanted to try to be refined and, you know, one of those beer snob kind of people, right? So, you know, don't be totally offended, but, yeah, the bush light, the Coors light, that's probably what's most in my, uh, most in my fridge. But I grabbed this. I, I got this from my, um, uh, from my brother-in-law for, um, can you see uh, what it says there? Oh, um, I got it. Firestone Nitro Merlin Milk Stout. So, um, and it's very good. It it is smooth. I do, I am enjoying it. There are, um, there are four instructions on the can. Um, 
And the first thing it says is stop, pour hard into glass. I, have you ever had instructions on the can, you know, about what you're supposed to do with it? So you're supposed to like shake it three times and then you pour it into the glass. And then you're, so the four instructions are shake the can, pour the can, and then wait, and then enjoy. That number four is enjoy the thing. So really three. Well, um, honestly, if there's instructions on a can, I've probably completely ignored them. You, you didn't ignore me. Well, it's big red lettering. It says stop. Uh, so, that's yeah. good, so good, mar good marketing. That's right. Yeah, yeah. But I am. I'm enjoying this um, Firestone Nitro Merlin Milk Stout. Um, where is it out of? I don't know. California. Oh, I'll look it up. Paso Robles in California. Well, I'm drinking from the Firestone Walker. What are you drinking? I'm drinking a local Iowa beer. Big yes, Grove, good Big Grove Brewery uh, mm -hmm. out of Iowa City area. Yeah. It's an uh, IPA. It's a West Coast style IPA. And I'm uh, also sharing that with one of my favorite uh, uh, favorite little uh, tequilas is Terramana Tequila from Dwayne Johnson, who I'll talk about later. Oh, is that right? Mm -hmm. So you're drinking the Rocks Tequila? Yeah, with a beer. Yeah. <laughs> That's impressive. It's been, nice. a it's been a full week of class. I'm taking an intensive this week. <laughs> right. Absolutely. So are you, you're, you're an IPA guy? You know, what are you? Like you hops uh, and yeah. If, I, if I'm just going to drink a beer for taste, I like an IPA. I like yeah. uh, something that's got a little, you know, some good taste to it. I, I yep. don't like stouts. I mean, I'll drink them, but I'm, you know, if I have to, if I'm going to a bar, I'm like, I'm looking at IPAs. I'm mm -hmm. looking at um, some of that stuff, but um, you know, for uh, calorie intake, uh, yeah, I, I usually have one of those, and then I would drink Bush Light, Michelob Ultra, or Coors Light. Usually, whatever's yeah. on sale. So yeah, uh huh. What whatever's on sale. <laughs> okay, fair enough. You know, um, I'm a I'm, I'm a larger individual, and I did order a Michelob Ultra once. Um, it was at, um, there was a bar here in town called, I think it's called the Liars Club and on Court Avenue. And I think we were like, we were new in town and we were trying to show off to some friends who were visiting us or whatever. And so we're like, yeah, let's go. We heard the Liars Club was good. And so we walked into the Liars Club and it's one of these, so I'm old, you're old too. Older. Right? Yeah. Right. right. Um, but I walked into the Liars Club and was greeted by a waitress in a very scantily clad um, schoolgirl outfit, right? And I was just like nervous and trying to divert my eyes and whatever. And I was like, uh, I'll, I'll take I'll take a Michelob Ultra, you know, <laughs> like thinking that that was cool. I don't know. And maybe it's the only thing that I could look at without feeling like I was, I don't know, doing something wrong. So that, I think that's the only Michelob Ultra that I've ever ordered. Um, was at the Liars Club in Des Moines because I, I was feeling guilty about other things. <laughs> well, I I actually have Michelob Ultra in my fridge right now because, like, if you bought a case of it and $10 of meat at Fairway, you got $5 nice. off a case or something like that. 
and and uh, I too have been the Liars Club. My daughter was turning 21 and she wanted to go yeah. bar hopping and she wanted her parents mm-hmm. to go with her for a little oh, bit. Oh, really? Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I had some of the same, like, I'm too old and too not, yes. I don't yeah. look like that anymore. Right. You like know. we walked in and we went and sat in a booth. It was like, I don't even know why we're here. This is, yeah. this is just not us. Quick, let's finish our drinks and go um, yeah. somewhere else. Yeah, like, And there may be some people that love that style, but. <laughs> and I, and I, I probably did it one time, you know, like, you know, back in the day when I was in my early 20s, I went, no, country bars were all the, was, yeah. was the big deal. And I bought a pair of cowboy boots and went to the country bars and did that whole thing. So for sure. For sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, so I am not, a, I am not a, an IPA hoppy kind of guy. Um, that's, that's, that's not for me, but in winter I do, I do like a stout, um, a good stout, a milk stout, chocolate stout. Um, I could do that That's probably what pretty they put, frequently. That's probably what they What's put that? in your, that's probably what they put in your bottle in Wisconsin, wasn't it? That's right. Yes. Yeah. Straight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's they, got, they, it's got uh, milk in it. It's what the baby needs, right? There, there you go. Chocolate milk stone. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Let me try not to mess around. Yeah. So we, uh, we talked a little bit before we started recording about, you know, how things are going and challenges of being a pastor and all that kind of stuff. And I don't want to rehash that, but you know, what's, what's something that, it could be church wise or family wise or just yourself. What's what's one thing that COVID taught you over the last no about a year that sticks out? Well, it's I mean it's taught us all. I think I hope it has uh, how how essential the connections are one to another. The, I mean those are critical. Those are really important, and they don't happen just happenstance. You know, um, you got to put some effort into those connections or those relationships. Um, and if you don't, I mean, we've probably all experienced this where you, there's, there's some folks in this COVID time that we maybe haven't seen that maybe we've normally would have seen quite a bit, you know? Um, and it's pretty easy for that stuff to fall away. Um, when we're not willing to invest into it. Right. Um, and how good it is, when you do invest into it, right? Yep. Like calling somebody up and saying, Hey, I got a podcast. Come, come talk to me. Right. I mean, um, that's awesome. Right. We, we haven't talked this long in a long time. No. Um, but when you take the time and when you invest the time, I think it's really beneficial. Um, and really is good. Yeah, it's, you, it's good. It's good to chat with you, Bill. I mean, yeah, you know, right. I I echo that. I'm just saying, it's like all the connections you have in a in a day of you know when our life was quote normal, right? Yeah, you don't have those yeah. connections anymore, and you know some people have to really buckle down because they can't afford to get this thing, and Absolutely. you know, and some people have used as an excuse, I think, to withdraw even more. Um, and yeah, uh, you know, I've I've talked to a couple people. It's like you know, depression's been pretty real. You know, I'm yeah. pretty lonely. Absolutely. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, so you just make it a point, you know, like, yeah, well, I texted them and like texting somebody ain't the same, you know, no, no, you know, I, I have much different um, relationships with people I've sat down and have a beer with, even if it's yeah. over, over a zoom as we're doing right now, which is awesome, you know, right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
you know, there's it's just something about like when you share a meal or you share a beer with somebody and you, you start talking about the stuff that matters, you know, yeah, the stuff below, mm-hmm. below the surface. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. I, uh, my daughter had a band concert and they're doing band concerts different. So like, it's like half of the band, you know, like six hour band and then seventh hour band or whatever it is. So Katie's in six hour band, I think whatever band she's in, but I showed up there and I probably had eight different conversations with people there mm-hmm. just because we were there. Right. And yeah, I mean, in these times we are, we're separated, you know, we wouldn't normally do that. At least that's been our family's experience. You know, we wouldn't normally go out and do that. And man, it felt good mm-hmm. just to, just to say to folks, Hey, how you doing? You know, um, miss you. And I think that's the other reality, you know, we ought to probably get over, or I need to get over my kind of macho, like, you know, Hey, how's it going? You know, right. I mean, and maybe just get a little bit more real with people and say, I miss you. I, I hope you're doing really good. You know, and if you're not, that's okay. Let's talk about that too. Um, yep. We probably, sure. we probably ought to get over the, all the superficial stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. One of the, one of the have you heard the uh, song uh, Matthew West put out? It's called, um, uh, Oh, he talks about, you know, like somebody, yeah, somebody, how they're doing is like, I'm fine. I can't think mm-hmm. of the name of the song now. I'm going to Google uh, it. Um, 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 uh, what's the name of that Truth song? Truth Be Told. Truth Be Told. Yeah. Found it. So yeah. later on, watch that, watch that video. If you can find it. I did a sermon on that um, back in October. Yeah. And it, it has a lot to do with like people. It's like, you ask them how they're doing. No, I'm fine. Right. I'm like, yeah, they're not really fine. You know? <laughs> yes. You know? Right. Line number one, you're supposed to have it all together. Line number two, everybody's life is perfect except for yours. No, that's good. Yeah. Uh, first time I heard, actually, you know, it's like one of those God moments because I'm preaching at this church. It's Monday. And uh, I'm like, all right, what am I going to preach about? Yeah. So I, I just had uh, Life 107 on, you know, 96.1, the Christian yeah. station. And that right. song popped on and I'm like, well, I haven't heard that song. Mm-hmm. And then uh-huh. you're like, what was that song? And you're looking up the lyric and you start, and then you start yeah, watching yeah. the video and you watch it again and then you watch it again. And you're like, and then I said on my computer and nine pages later, I was done with my, I, I, I <laughs> banged out a sermon. Nine Six, pages. 16.5. Whoa. How many, did you do a word count on your sermons? Mm, I don't, but I, I mean, Nine pages doesn't, you know, because I only write like two or three, four sentences at a time in a paragraph. So, yeah, you know, I, I don't, um, I don't write like my English teacher would like it because I write it like right. I want to, I want to preach it. Right. Like you're preaching it. Yeah. Right, right, right. So I did, I had vertigo last week, which is a new experience. I've never had vertigo before. Ugh. Um and I didn't know how, how I was going to feel on Sunday morning. And so I typed out a manuscript sermon, which is different for me. I don't normally do a manuscript sermon. I normally do some slides, uh, presentation stuff, um, and, you know, a little bit of uh, small line stuff, right? And uh, so I typed out my manuscript, and I had 1,700 words 
Um, and I thought, oh, that's going to be way too much. It was probably shorter than what I normally do for a just a note sermon. I don't know if that's longer or shorter than what it should be, but my congregation I, would say it was it was too long regardless. My sermon last Sunday was 3,096 words. Whoa, baby. <laughs> Three, and almost 4,000 words? 3,096, 3,100. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. But every word was God, God inspired, so. Mm-hmm. It was Ooh. probably 20 with the, with the, with the uh, video. It's probably 25 minutes. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I'm not saying, I mean, I've heard great sermons that are six minutes. I've heard great right. sermons that are an hour. Yeah. And, you know, I listened, I listened to Louis Giglio of Passion last year for an hour and 15 right. minutes and it went like yeah. that. And you're just you know? wrapped and enthralled and yeah. love it. And you're like, you're done? No, 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 yeah. no, you're not done. <laughs> <laughs> keep going. Please yeah. keep going. And then on the other hand, you've had people that preach for six minutes and it's like, you should have been done five minutes ago. And <laughs> You know, I'm not saying I'm a great preacher. It's a, it's a, it's a, uh, you know, I'm a work yes. in progress as we all are. If you think you've got mm-hmm. it and you're the best preacher, then you better take a humility pill because you're going to get For sure. You know? For sure. You yeah. What's your, what's your normal, um, uh, I don't know, maybe your listeners don't care about this. What's your normal sermon prep process? Um, when I was in the church, um, it's like, when church is over on Sunday, I go home and have lunch, you know, kind of unwind a little bit, get changed, the whole thing. And I would Sunday pull up, afternoon, I'd pull up the verses for next for the next week. Really? And I, and I would read through them. Yeah. And just start. Wow. Like I might. And then I just. When was your day off? Uh, Friday, Saturday. Okay. Uh-huh. So I, then I would start thinking about like, is it, you know, if I was doing a sermon series, but I would put it in a Word document, and I just start typing. As, as I would think of something, I would just put a note. Just give in there. yourself notes or whatever, right? Yeah. Or if there's uh-huh. illustrations or things like that, and then I would sit down. Um, usually Wednesday, um, Wednesday, Thursday was actually right because I write a manuscript every week. Yeah. So uh-huh. write write the manuscript out Wednesday, Thursday. Um, I wouldn't edit it unless I was really crunched. And then yeah. fr- Friday I would pick it up again and edit it. And a lot of times Saturday morning when I get up before everybody else, I would edit it again. Friday would Friday. you, would you, um, when I do a manuscript, I like to, to read it or preach it to an empty room first, you know? Yep. Um, do you do that? So when I was at church, so I would get there early and go through it. Yeah, like Sunday morning. But, but I, I would actually. Yeah, because I would see your pictures of the sunset. Yeah, um, or, the sunrise. or the sunrise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'd actually, pictures. One, one of my, I would actually, like, I, if you look at one of my sermons that I've delivered, I actually will write, like, slashes in there, like, where I want to break. Like, mm-hmm. my, you know, like, breathing. Like, yeah, you know, like, and so I would, as I'm editing it, I'm talking it out loud, you know. Yep. Because sometimes. Yep you think you write something really clever and you, and then you say it and you're like, that's <laughs> Ooh, not, that's not so clever. That doesn't land. Right. Yeah. Do you ever use a uh, voice to text or whatever to do, you know, to like dictate your I, sermon? Cause I've, I've done tried, that before. Have you? 
Yeah. I've tried it a couple times, but no. Yeah. For somebody that never took typing, I can, I can bang it out. You know, it uh-huh. used to, used to take me 10, 12, 14 hours, write a sermon. I could probably, oh, yeah. do, I could probably do it. Mm-hmm. By the time I start to end your three to four. Yeah. So, so do you, I am always curious about this with people. Do you start with the beginning or do you start with the end? Do you start with the, like the take home piece? Do you start with, I mean, obviously you start with the text, right? Start with some theme. Yeah. But then, you know, where, where do, you, do you need a good hook to begin with? Do you need a good ending? What, what do you, what, what do you normally? What, what usually why what I did was oh, I looked through the text. I would highlight a sentence or two. That mm-hmm. that would that was my theme text. Like mm-hmm. the what's the one thing I want people to take away from my sermon today, and what yep. text is connected to that, mm-hmm. and then I, and then I would build the sermon around that. Yep. Uh huh. So. I have preached too many sermons. This is a self-critical moment. I've preached way too many sermons that have a good beginning and I don't know how to end it. And because I, because I too often do a, uh, you know, from notes or whatever, um, there's been way too many times where people are looking at me like, just land the plane, man. Just <laughs> land the plane. <laughs> Yeah, and you think about like when seminary there's the professors and her, you know, in 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 the, in the hermeneutics class, were like, you know, I remember one professor's like, make sure you say, you know, you can send people to hell if you say the wrong thing. Like you're yeah. you're gonna be accountable to God for what you say and what you preach and teaching God's word. And so, I mean, that's why I was on the manuscript. But, um, you know, there's been times I've gone off script because you know you get gripped by something or you get a reaction for somebody in the congregation and you you add something to it but yeah there's been right. times like that um i even saw i can't remember who speak great sermon and i just felt like he couldn't like end it to get off i'm like you're you're done you're you're done again mm-hmm. you're you're done mm-hmm. you're done you know i got it yeah. you know you're not saying yeah. anything you're not saying anything new just uh-huh say yeah. your say so- your say your amen give a prayer up to god and walk so- off the stage so in conclusion <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you um what what so I know that you're you're in between calls right now. And maybe you're the one that's supposed to be answering or asking the questions. You can edit all this stuff out. That's no, it, I can't, um, but, but this is great. Um did you love and I mean I know I know you love all of it, but you know the preaching, the administration, the teaching, the pastoral care, you know, what was, what was your favorite part when you were, you know, in, you know, parish ministry? And I know you're doing some, some supply stuff and you're right. still involved in some, some things, but you know, what, what, what really fired you up? What, what really got you moving? I mean, I really love men's ministry and just spending time, you know, with, um, because like through my research and just something really struck me as a, as a man, like, yeah, something needs to change. Like when I was in my thirties, uh, cause I thought I had it okay. all together and you know, I'm, I got this job and I got this wife and I got these kids mm-hmm. and I got this house and this car and yeah. And you're like, something's missing. And so as I started, okay. you know, searching for that, you're meeting some guys that seem to have it all together and you're like, to go back to the song, right. Seem to have it all together. Yeah. And it's like, Hey, what's, you know, I get to know these guys and it's like, all right, 
you know, it's their faith and what they believe. And, and mm-hmm. so just to be able to, um, guys are tough, a tough group of, you we know, are. because we're competitive, we don't want to let our guard down. Yeah. Um, uh, especially, you know, like I don't like to lose, you know, mm-hmm. we, we root for our teams because we want them to win. Right. Yeah. We want to be successful. That's yeah. what we're taught. Which uh, by the way, Green Bay Packers are maybe I just lost half your audience. I don't know. Um, but I, I, I really think they got a, they, they got a special season in front of them here. No, maybe I just, uh, totally jinxed the whole, the whole kit and caboodle, but, um, I'm pretty excited about, uh, about the Green Bay Packers this year. Well, well, as a Vikings fan, we both enjoyed it. <laughs> we both enjoyed a bye week last week. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Vikings really took it to us. Um, when you guys came to Lambeau, uh, yeah. late in the season. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Delvin Cook, right? Uh, running back. Yeah. He, man, he's an impressive human being. Yeah. So the Vikings are out. So I'm, I, you know, I got a rooting interest for the Packers because Alan Lazard's parents, we had a block. Yeah. We had a block party yeah. during COVID, but his uh-huh. parents just live like two blocks over here. Mm. So he, he came, really? yeah, he came on the corner. I looked at him like, man, he looks familiar. And yeah. I knew he played at Iowa State because I was – and he played when I, when I went to Iowa State back in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you're Alan Lazard's dad. And he's like, yeah. And so we oh, got, really? Yeah, I got to talk to him. But uh-huh. they, bought a, they bought a house just a couple blocks away. So they live in our subdivision. So so have, have you ever met Alan? I have. Yeah. Have I re- you? I refereed, his, I refereed his ninth grade basketball game. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, back, back. Was he a stud back in back in high school? Yeah, so I called him for goaltending in ninth grade. He took the ball off the back. <laughs> really? Line. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, uh-huh. During the timeouts, I looked at the coach, and I'm like, why is he is playing? I'm like, yeah, and why is he playing ninth grade basketball? Yeah. And the coach uh-huh. is like, oh, well, he's a pretty good football player. And I'm like, oh. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, mm-hmm. now you look back. But, yeah, he was, he was, he was a pretty special athlete, you know. Awesome. So, uh-huh. Yeah, that's exciting. And um, uh, there's a guy on uh, the Packers, Daphne. Uh, what's his first name? I can't think of his first name. But he's a CIML guy too. Um, yeah, I went to Valley. Um, did he? Okay. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know where he, where he went. Do you know yeah. what's his first name? Do you know? Robert be, Daphne. Uh, is it? Yeah, I can't remember. So yeah. Uh huh. So there, there's two. Like Des Moines area, Des Moines Metro, uh, on the Packers. That, that's that's pretty great. I love it. Yeah. I'm excited. Good stuff. Well, good, good stuff. Well, I'm going to change focus a little bit on our conversation because if we yeah, talk yeah. too much about the Packers, you know. <laughs> the whole audience, they just say, I'm just, be a Vikings fan for one year. I mean, you learn humility, right? Yeah. <laughs> Only two teams have been in the Super Bowl four times and lost every game. That yeah. would be that would be the Buffalo Bills and the mm-hmm. Minnesota mm-hmm. Vikings, right? Yeah. So yeah. we're gonna we're gonna change uh, we're gonna change uh, course a little bit, and um, you know you might give me three Green Bay Packers and who knows what else. <laughs> but one of the questions I always ask people is name three people you'd like to have a beer with. They have to be alive, and yeah. one one cannot be Jesus. Um, right. So right. Mm-hmm. It, and mm-hmm. it doesn't have right. to be famous, but kind of ex- tell us who they are and explain why right. you picked, why you picked them. Right, right. So uh, I have been pretty uh, locked down in COVID stuff. Um, our family 
has made the decision that we were going to, uh, we were going to be pretty locked down. So, I mean, one of my responses, Bill, is, I mean, anybody, right? You know, just anybody, if I can have a beer with them, that's fantastic. I don't care if it's, you know, a bump on a log or anybody, but just, just anybody, right? Um, I, I do have two good friends here in town that, that I, I have. We have agreed to do some outdoor campfire stuff uh, together. Like, that's been, you know, that's been okay. Um, and my, my two good friends, Eric, they're actually they're both named Eric. And so my daughter, Katie, she says, is it younger Eric or older Eric? Are, are they coming over? Whatever. Um, and and every once in a while I tell them both. Um, so so those two guys, Eric and Eric and Eric. Uh, but my my dad and my father-in-law, they're they're fantastic, and I'd love to hear both of them together because um, they don't they don't necessarily get together um, all that much. Um, that's uh, that's fun. So I thought about this a couple different ways. I got some friends that I haven't seen in a while. I got some like some famous people that I just really like to listen to, and then I got some people that I like to laugh um, with. So, so I'm gonna give you three different sets of uh, of people, right? Um, so uh, uh, Bishop Michael Curry is I, I I admire the heck out of him, um, and uh, Desmond Tutu. Um, I just think I just think the world of him too, and I think that uh, listening to them along with Dave Matthews. Now that would be a weird combination. Are we having a beer with the three of them all together. Is that, is that kind of a, the deal? Yeah. I, I imagine it could be all together or, you know, okay. mm-hmm. one at a time, but yeah, yeah. all to, all together would, you have to uh-huh. imagine what that would go like. Yeah. So Michael Curry, Desmond Tutu and, and Dave Matthews, that, that, that would be really weird and very eclectic bunch. Um, but I would probably just sit there just to be in awe, like, Whoa, am I really sitting, you know, right. Am I really sitting next to or whatever? Right. You know, that, that would be, that would be awesome. And then I was thinking about some, some friends that I, um, so that's kind of like my famous group, right. You know, um, Desmond Tutu, Michael Curry and Dave Matthews. Um, then I was thinking about some friends that I haven't seen in a while. Right. And I don't know about you, but like, I got people that were in my wedding that like we share Christmas cards with, but mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you have, you, you've lost track of them, you know, um, whatever it is, right? So uh, my friend Pete Canable, uh, uh, my friend Joel Nelson, um, and my friend uh, uh, my friend Steve Yud are, are some guys that, like you know, we were good friends, you know, back in the day, and it would be awesome to reconnect um, with uh, with those guys. Every once in a while, I get to see Steve. Uh, he's in the Coast Guard. He's got a really interesting job. He is um, media relations or something like that uh, for the Coast Guard out in L.A. Wow. And so anytime that the Coast Guard is asked to, like, be in a movie um, or, the, or, or anybody wants to use any of the Coast Guard equipment for a, a scene in a TV show or whatever, um, there's an office of four guys in L.A. that – determine who and what and how and when and you know we got to make sure the uniforms are right and you know whatever else right mm-hmm. um, so uh so so yeah uh so my friend pete my friend joel um and my friend steve and then the, the last group i was thinking about are uh comedians right um uh people that that i i would just laugh with and probably not be able to choke down a beer because i just <laughs> I, I think they're so funny right do you know nate Bergazzi? Does that name ring a bell? He's a Netflix guy, uh, Tennessee kid. Oh um, yeah. Was, yeah, yeah. He was actually in in Des Moines um, 
right before COVID, um, and we we went and we went and saw him. Uh, my wife and I did. He was at uh, Hoyt Sherman. Um, Nate Bergazzi and John Mulaney. Do you know him? He used to be a writer for um, uh, Saturday Night Live, and he's done a bunch of stand up um, uh, too. Um, Nate Bergazzi, John Mulaney, and um, um, oh, now I'm blanking on the other guy. <laughs> um, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, Zach uh, Galifianakis. Uh, oh, Zach Gal. Between yeah. two ferns. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like sometimes he is just you know he's so his humor is so deadpan, right? But it is um, it's just like, are you being rude, mean? Like, is the other person just going to stand up and clock him, right? Right. Or you know, or or are they in on the joke? So, um, so that was my. That was my, that was my, as I was thinking about who I, who I'd love to have a beer with. There's, there's lots of people that I'd love to have a beer with. That's awesome. Um, uh, Kind of the other side of Zach, I mean, he's still his personality, how he's deadpan and serious, but yeah. uh, Uh On Netflix, Jerry Seinfeld's Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee. Yeah. Have you Uh watched the one with Zach Galifianakis? No. Uh Uh-uh. You have to, you have to watch it. I should. I will tonight. Because he talks about, uh. He hates it when you know being famous and people coming up to him and asking for autographs, like getting in his right. face. And Jerry's yeah. like, "Oh, you know." I mean, yeah. Seinfeld's like hugely famous. Yeah. But right. Diff- I mean, he, there's all kinds of different comedians on there, and, and sure. there's there is some funny laugh out loud stuff there. So oh, yeah, absolutely. And don't we all need just a few more laughs <laughs> along the along the way here? I mean, oh. I, I mean, one of the guys that I that and and he recently just got bumped. Um, uh, uh, was Will Ferrell in my three? Mm. Okay, because I yeah. loved I love how he can do comedy and he he like on Saturday Night Live or whatever, or or any kind of skit and like like when he was yeah. dressed up as Little Debbie and he was on um, yeah. Jimmy Fallon. I mean, he never yeah. broke he never broke character. Yeah, I I, yeah. I couldn't do it. I mean, I would be giggling <laughs> with everybody else on the floor, right? Right, right. But uh-huh. you know, and and the cowbell skit. I mean. He didn't tell. He didn't uh-huh. tell anybody he was coming out with a. He changed sweaters, and so his gut would hang out when he did that. Did he really? Tell, yeah, I did. I mean, you watch that. You watch that yeah. skit, and Jimmy Fallon's playing the drums behind him, and he is dying. Mm-hmm. He's just he's bust, and he never breaks character. So right, right. Mm-hmm. So so my three are, are remaining. Oh, yeah, same. who are your three? So from my last podcast, um, uh, I kind of alluded to one the uh, guy that. Uh, Markets Terramana Tequila, The Rock, Dwayne. Yeah, Jones. Dwayne. Dwayne uh-huh. Because when I do work out, I work out mm-hmm. just like The Rock. You feel just what? What? No, I, I will get in trouble for saying this, but does that mean that you stop and take a picture every time that you work out? Because <laughs> I feel like he takes a lot of pictures, and he's worth it, right? I mean, he's doing it, but I feel like he takes lots of pictures when he's working out. So is that is that how you work out? You work out and then you take a picture yourself. So? But they never get posted. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, you know, I just like the way, like his story and, you know. Yeah. Um, I like how he does a lot of things for a lot of people. Like there's constantly mm-hmm. story after story where he's doing things for people. As you remember, like where he came from and how they were yeah. kind of broke. And, um, sure. you know, he's just like a pull himself over the bootstraps. And I mean, mm-hmm. everything he touched right now is gold. So. It is, uh, but he he yes. makes he's he uh it definitely uh made a very good tequila and Terramana tequila so, 
which the glass is empty now. Uh-huh. Um, so he's my first. My <laughs> second. <laughs> Good for you. My second is Bono, lead singer from U2. Uh, mm. If I had to pick yeah. my favorite band, it would be very hard for me to pick between U2 and Van Halen. Because okay. both of those bands were like when I was in high school, 1987, Joshua Tree came out. You um, seen them live? I saw the reunion tour. I saw, I've saw. i seen you two twice. I saw them in Ames okay. uh, yeah. for, for Zoo TV tour back in 1993, I think. And okay. I saw them in 2017 in Soldier Field. Oh, um, really? Yeah, and they played Joshua Tree straight through. Really? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, paid $250 a ticket, but it was... Ooh. It was worth it. It was worth it. Yeah. So I, I, I saw mean, you two in Milwaukee. It was probably 2008 or nine or something like that. Um, great show. Loved it. Yeah, but their songs, fun. like, you know, if you ever got like him and Eugene Peterson got a bunch of videos out on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, talking yeah. about Psalms and mm-hmm. you don't mm-hmm. realize how much of that stuff is in their songs. Right. Mm-hmm. You uh-huh. know, and just. Right. Right. I just love how, he, again, he's raised millions of millions of dollars for AIDS and, you know, yes. charities. And yes. I, ju- I just think uh-huh. after watching all of his, a lot of videos on YouTube, that he'd be a really cool person to, to have a beer with. Unreal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. M- my third, I just changed from Will Ferrell to Matthew McConaughey. Oh, yeah? Yeah. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> exactly. I just, read his, I just read his book, Green Lights. He's got a book out. Yeah. So, so during COVID, since he couldn't work, he's, um, he's about 50 years old, about the same age as I, and, uh, he's kept a diary for the last 35 years. Really? Yeah. And man, that's gotta be wild. Yeah. I don't think he published everything that's in it, (laughs) but he went through his diaries and just, you know, it's just like his journey of his life and some of the things he, I mean, you you gotta be completely, I mean, first of all, the guys, yeah ultimately cool and yeah you, you never met a woman that like matthew mcconaughey is ugly no right, right. exactly uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, i want to buy a lincoln just just thinking about him yeah right right <laughs> but like when like he's starting this acting career and he would just he would like have a dream like he was like on this boat going down the river and there's like these tribal people and he thought he was on the amazon so he just stops his acting career books a flight to south america gets yeah. a guide and gets on the Amazon river to see what this dream's all about. You know, he, he, um, he bought an Airstream trailer and he got this rescue dog and he's like camping right. all over the United States, you know, right. you know, yeah. and just some of those things and the stories that he's done, you know, it's just, yeah. you, you got to kind of be envious of it. Um, there's, there's some faith parts to it in his book. Uh, yeah. pretty good stuff. Um, so yeah, he's just, I, I think he's a great storyteller. Um, mm-hmm. He's probably got a million stories that you could, as long as you could stay up and, you know, he's got the story where he got arrested for playing the bongos naked in Austin, you know, so. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, Wild. Yeah. So it'd be fun just to hear stories, I'm sure. So the three of those, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if there's enough, uh, um, if there'd be a, quite enough ego in the room between Bono, The Rock, and uh, Matthew McConaughey. That's a lot of testosterone. Yeah. You know, there's a lot. Yeah, for sure. Just from the rock. Wow. Either natural or artificial, right? What's all natural? What do you mean? It's all natural. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's all real, man. Pumps his own iron. Makes his own iron. Hey, he's had to put the work in to look like that. God bless him. Oh, um, you imagine? Every time mm-hmm. I step on the scale, it gets to be just a little bit more. And I'm like, how does how does it, how does my weight <laughs> keep going up? How does that happen? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I uh, Absolutely. went to, read to a referee my first basketball game this year, and I put my pants on from last year, and I'm like, somebody shrunk my pants. Isn't that the thing? The dryer keeps shrinking clothes, and you're like, wait, you know, why, why is it the dryer that keeps doing that? Yeah, exactly. So. Or it sits in your closet, and you think there must be something in your closet that is shrinking your clothes. Yeah. Don't know. Yeah. Weird. Exactly. Way weird. Mm-hmm. So well, Bono, The Rock, and what was your third? Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey, right. So, like, have you thought about, like, where you would want to go for a beer with these guys? <laughs> I guess if all three I mean, you, I cared, I wouldn't. If all three agreed, I wouldn't care where the beer was. You wouldn't care where. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, but wouldn't it be really, like a, really cool, like, in your this, like, this hole-in-the-wall rest, you know, bar. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. you know, that hasn't been cleaned in decades. And for sure. we're drinking mm-hmm. $2 crappy beers yep. in the corner. And mm-hmm. some, somebody walks in, and the four of us are having a beer. And they, they're like, right have no idea who they are <laughs> except, except and they would they would look at matthew and the rock and bono and they'd be like who's that fourth dude <laughs> right well, or that they would be like you guys aren't from here are you <laughs> you guys are from out of town right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. do you have a favorite watering hole do you have a favorite bar um i don't have one that i really frequent around here um no. I did a lot of uh, did a lot of bike riding this summer. A mm-hmm. lot. Um, in fact, yeah. I'm going to buy another a new a new bike. I've got it all. Are you? Out. I'm got it on reserve and got the cash for it. So. Ooh. Uh, let's talk about that for a second. Because I want to know. Are you are you a bike world? Uh, where where yeah. what kind are you getting? I um I bike world. I'm I'm got my name on a Trek. Damani, yeah. Damani AL5, yeah. orange. Nice. Uh-huh. So, orange. Yeah, okay. they, they come in orange or gray. My bike now is gray. So I don't, I have a okay. Fuji that I bought at Shields. Been yeah. a, it's been a good introductory bike, but, yeah, you know, I want something that's a step up. So nice. I, I rode like 12, 15 different bikes. And this is, the, this is the bike I landed on. And I've been donating right. plasma for last year. So it's, it's my bike fun. That's how you've been. Have you been financing it? Well, yeah. And after you get COVID, they they pay you handsomely for your plasma. Oh yeah, uh huh. That's right. That was really a blessing for you. Then. Um. So did you? Uh, so I I got a Cannondale um a couple of years ago, and mm. I got a Cannondale because my buddy said don't ever get a Trek because the Treks are there. You're paying you know you're paying for the name so much, right? Well, I think you probably paid for the name for a Cannondale too, right? But, right. Um, but I, I had my eye on a bike, my eye on a bike, my eye on a bike. And like the day or two before I went in to I buy the bike and like the store was getting sick of me. I got it from Bar Bike and Fitness. They were sick of me coming in, right? And like I walked in and there was a bike there that was like two steps up from what I was going to, what I could afford. Um, and they said, yeah, this guy just traded it in. He put less than 200 miles on it last year. 
um, and he did these upgrades to it. Like, I don't know, did some different wheels on it or whatever. And we're selling it for the, you know, like the ballpark that I was in. I was like, whoa, that's fantastic. So I, I ended up with a beautiful Cannondale, and I, I love it. Well, but well, I don't I, put nearly the, the amount of miles on it that you do. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, I, I guess I rode a couple times down to uh, coming, and then what's down? You can go all the way down to uh, you can go Martin's all the way down, down to Martin. Martin. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I can get on the trails by my house and ride from Urbandale all the way down. The trail gets real bumpy though after coming. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not fun. No, we so. need somebody to win the lottery and to repave the trail south of coming but there's not a watering hole in, in uh martinsdale either that's real convenient to ride to right uh-huh. <laughs> yeah if there were there'd be that much more traffic <laughs> so so we got in this conversation like favorite watering hole like yeah i just like the places along the bike trail like me and my buddies we go ride and we stop and have a a break yeah. and have a, have a beer you know the night uh-huh. hawk up and a lot of times we ride um Ankeny up to uh, Woodward and back. It's 50 miles round yeah. trip. So we'd right. stop at Nighthawk or Flat Tire or mm-hmm. the Whistling Donkey up in, in Woodward. Three Perfect. places. I, I uh-huh. stopped at a lot this summer. So <laughs> they, they got to know you, got to know you well. Well, at at the, flat, the Flat Tire Lounge on, on Friday afternoon during happy hours, $1 draws. Oh, baby. A single, uh-huh. a single dollar. A uh, single dollar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then you got to get back in your bike after that, buddy. <laughs> it's true. Because it's true. Yeah. I'm like, well, we still got about let's yeah. see, 12, we got 17 miles to we're back to the car. Mm-hmm. Do I, should I have yeah. another beer or not? Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've done that before, too. Yeah, yeah. You get yourself into trouble pretty quick. Yeah, exactly. Well, Nate, it, it's it's been a, a huge joy to speak with you tonight, and uh, hey, even beforehand. Thanks for so, inviting me, buddy. Yeah, before before we say our thank yous and all that kind of stuff, so we have one more question that, that we always ask everybody. And it's kind oh, of all right. I'm ready. It, it, it's not meant to be a tough question. It's a simple okay. question. Uh-huh. But what gives you joy in this journey of life? Joy in this journey of life. Yeah, there's a lot that has been tough you know in this week especially bill or this last week you know with all the unrest um craziness politics just seem to be everywhere um i i it's the well it's the connection piece right i mean it, it it's finding connection with people and sharing life with people um and i think we are we were talking a little bit you know social media and we're connected but we're not really um we're sharing information with people that we probably shouldn't share information with right um but man when you can really connect with somebody and go a step or two or three deeper than what the normal stuff is that's a real, that's a real privilege. I I always talk about, especially like the pastoral care stuff of ministry. As um, I mean, some of the stuff is it it's terrible, right? I mean, it it's it's deathbed mm-hmm. stuff. It's yeah. it's it's nasty stuff, right? Um, 
it's divorce stuff. It's whatever. Um, it's admitting to addiction, mm-hmm. you know, destroying relationships, all this stuff. But at the same time, I always talk about that as it is a privilege as a pastor to be invited into some of those things mm-hmm. because you're able to connect, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, you, and you do, you share deeply um, with some people and you connect on a, on a real deep level. And that, that just, I mean, I think when you step back, you know, you're like, yeah, that that's good. You know, that's, that's holy, you know, that's sacred, right. You know, all that, all that stuff. Um, yeah. And so to find the connections, um, that's, that's important, you know? Um, and that, that brings some joy for sure. Um, to find the, find the connections for, for one another and, and with one another. So yeah. That'd uh, be, yeah. that's great because I, I truly think that's, that's the most important part of being a pastor because we talked about sermon prep and all that kind of stuff and writing a great sermon. Yeah. And the, no, I mean, yeah. nine, 99 times out of a hundred, they, they ain't going to remember what, what you said in whatever sermon they're going to remember. They're going to remember mm-hmm. when they called you up yeah. and they were facing something in their life that they couldn't handle on their own. And you mm-hmm. walk beside, you walk beside them. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that, you know, I mean, I mean, not, not to make too light of it, but some of that stuff is just showing up. Right. You know, um, maybe it's showing up and shutting up. Right. (laughs) You know, (laughs) um, some of it is just, you know, just showing up, um, for those, for those kinds of things. And I think that that's what part of it, it's been hard in COVID, right. Because, you know, you experience this, you know, you get the call, 10 30 at night somebody says my you know my husband's dying right you know and you mm-hmm. show up at 11 o'clock and you're there until two right um at the hospital or you're there until four at the hospital whatever it is right yep that stuff isn't happening you know as much anymore because of the because of all the all the covid pieces um and i i I mean, you know, not, not that you want to, you want to get back to those, you know, cause some of that's like said, and some of that stuff's really nasty. Um, but sometimes when you walk away from that stuff, you, you think, man, that was a, that was just a real holy moment. That was a sacred moment. That was a, that was a God place, you know, um, that we shared. And that's, that's a real privilege. Um, and I, I love that part. You know? Yeah. Um, I love that part of life. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's been way too long, um, and I forgot that we have our common share of bikes, so we'll have to make sure we get a bike ride or something, something in when it gets nicer. Um, we'll, have, we'll have to catch some uh, El Maya or uh, yeah. Old yeah, yeah. West. Old uh-huh. West. Uh-huh. It's uh-huh. my uh, it, you know my feeble attempt to get some sponsorship maybe for this podcast someday. <laughs> good for you yeah at least get a free beer out of it or something right yeah right, right. Yeah. yeah for sure yeah. for yeah. sure <laughs> well man i know you're doing good stuff in norwalk um you've you've been you've been uh one of the guys that um you know the the the, the food pantry that's going on in norwalk and um yeah um, yeah the minister association and uh mm-hmm. you've been you've spearheaded all that stuff and um you know you work with the community good. so i i um tip my hat to you and that's one of the things i appreciated about being on norwalk and working with everybody together so thanks for joining us on the podcast nate 
Take care. Thanks man. for having me, buddy. Yep. You bet. Take care. This has been On Tap with Bill Clark. I'd like to thank my special guest, Nate Ludke from New Life in Norwalk, Iowa. It's been great to connect with Nate. Haven't spoken to him for quite some time. We had some great conversations talking about pastoral ministry, talking about life, talking about COVID and just some of the things that are going on. Uh, again, just great to connect with, with Nate and to, uh, to hear some of the thoughts and share some of the thoughts that are on his mind. Uh, my hope is that our conversation is a blessing to you and helps you find joy in this journey of life. Cheers.